you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to today's show where we are going to dive into sales yet again. I talk a lot about sales because I am so passionate about helping female entrepreneurs make sales, make money online. And I feel like so many are afraid to put themselves out there. They are afraid of coming off as salesy or sleazy, or there is just this stigma around selling. I hear time and time again, oh, I don't want to sell. I just want to share. And while I truly believe that sharing is a huge part of selling, at the end of the day, what makes you money is selling and you have to be comfortable with selling and you have to think of all the things you sell in a day. What are you selling to your spouse, to your kids, to your boss? When you have mastered the art of selling, you can get anything you want in life. And when you have mastered the art of selling in your business, you can scale it and make so much more money. And one of the best places to do this is in your Instagram stories. So Facebook has stories as well. I feel like not many people watch Facebook stories. I have way, way more followers on Facebook and I get, you know, 400 views on my stories and I have 100,000 followers. But on Instagram, it's thousands and thousands of viewers every single day with way, way less followers. So Instagram stories is what I'm focusing on. I do have my Instagram linked to my Facebook business page so that my stories automatically show up over there. I don't manually go over and share them. People do watch them over there, but as I said, there's not many views. So if you are somebody who really relies on Facebook and Facebook stories is your jam, everything I'm going to share is applicable to Facebook stories, but I am approaching this through the lens of Instagram stories, but they're basically the same thing for for the purpose of this podcast. So let's dive in. We are going to cover three main things. So the first section of this episode is going to be my four secrets to selling in stories. The second section is going to be just general tips for creating stories, how to create lifers or your ride or dyers. And then the third section of this episode is going to be a story sequence that you can follow in order to make sales. So lots of great tips, juicy information. You definitely want to take notes or come back and listen to this again because I am bringing it. So let's dive into the first section, which is four secrets to selling in stories. The first secret is include captions or subtitles in your stories. This is so important. Most people watch stories without sound, me included, because usually I'm watching them when I'm laying down with my daughter trying to get her to go to sleep or I am sitting on my couch and my kids are doing something and it's so loud that I wouldn't hear what someone was saying in stories anyway. So usually I have the sound off and I know that the majority, research shows that the majority of Instagram story views are without sound. 
So if you are just a bobbling head on the screen, people are going to tap, 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 tap through. But if you include captions or subtitles to your stories, your message will reach so many more people. And we also have to think about those who have hearing disabilities and who can't hear what you're saying. So one, you're being more inclusive, but two, you're also reaching people who just choose to watch without sound. There are three different ways that you can add captions or subtitles. The first is just by typing them out by hand, which I know is very time consuming and annoying. However, what you're writing may reach people who are not watching it. If you don't want to write out every single word that you said, you can write just headlines or captions, maybe something that's almost like clickbait that will entice the viewer to turn on the sound and to listen. I do this sometimes. But most often, I will use an app called Clipomatic. Now, I don't believe there is a version for Android. I am an Apple user, and Clipomatic, I believe, was a $5 purchase, which is not that expensive. I do love it. There are different themes. You can choose different fonts and different aesthetics. And as you talk, it automatically populates what you are saying. And then when you are done recording, you can go back and you can edit the transcript because obviously there are going to be errors. It's going to misunderstand some of the things you are saying. So it does require a little extra effort. And what's really frustrating is that sometimes it doesn't work. It will not actually record any subtitles. So you'll do a whole minute of recording and then nothing will have actually turned into subtitles, which is extremely frustrating. Um, so the third option is veed.io. That's V-E-E-D.io. I will have these linked in the show notes as well. And this is something I do also pay for. It is a monthly subscription, so it is a little bit more money. But you can upload any video and it will automatically transcribe the video for you, give you subtitles, allow you to go in and to edit them and then to change the style, of course. So this one is far, far more reliable and you can take any video that you have recorded and you can upload it and create those subtitles. It does a lot more, Veed.io, it's Veed Studio, does a lot more. I've only used it for the subtitle features, but I have seen a dramatic increase in story views without drop-offs and conversions when I started to actually use subtitles word for word because as I said most people watch without sound. So tip number one is include captions or headlines at the very least or the best option is to have actual closed captions actual subtitles. The second secret to selling in stories is to provide value. I have talked about this so many times. You think you might think I sound like a broken record, but the key to selling is by serving. And the more you can show up to your stories and serve your audience, provide them with free tips, tricks, mini trainings, the more trust and credibility you are going to earn from your audience. And the goal is for your audience to say, wow, I have learned so much from her for free. Imagine what I would learn if I actually hired her or bought her course or program or joined her. She would be such an amazing mentor or guide to me. 
So what I say is you should provide mini trainings two to three times a week, especially when you are in a launch, especially when you are in a period where you are actively trying to recruit clients or customers. Two to three times a week, you should be showing up and presenting some sort of mini training in your stories. Now, what I typically do is I repurpose my content. So what I post on a Monday, maybe I provide a really valuable post you know, five tips for increasing your story views on Monday. Well, on Tuesday, I'll repurpose that same post and I will just talk through it in a mini training in my stories. Remember that there are different types of learners. Some people prefer to learn through reading a post and others prefer to learn by watching and listening to you. Some people may not have seen your post, but they'll see your stories. Some people will see your post and not your stories. So hitting different modalities in different places is imperative. And then you are not creating new content. You're not stuck in this constant reinvention wheel. You are repurposing what you have already created. So create something once and then repurpose it. Take what you wrote and then just talk through it in your stories to turn it into a mini training. But you don't have to have these big elaborate trainings every few days in order to build trust and credibility. You can share simple tips, tricks, hacks. What podcast are you listening to? What book are you reading? What kitchen hack do you have? What are the different ways you can show up and be the teacher? Be somebody who provides value and isn't just an entertainment source, right? I've talked about the difference between business owners and influencers before, where influencers can go wide, but business owners have to go deep. However, there are a lot of things that influencers do that business owners should mimic. Influencers are constantly showing up in their stories and providing value, saying, this is where I got this shirt, it's on sale. This is where I got this pot, it's on sale. This is where I got this. And they're constantly showing up and doing tutorials, beauty tutorials, hair tutorials, how to wear a shirt, five different ways. They do a really great job of providing value. So as a business owner, you want to show up and add value. Give people a reason to come to your page to watch your stories each and every day. Serve in order to sell. The third secret for selling in stories is to show your face and talk to the camera. This is so important. Now, sure, you can go into Canva or Unfold. There are tons of different apps that make really beautiful, visually appealing story slides. And these are appropriate, of course, in certain occasions where you can make it look very pretty and it can list out everything that's included, who it's for, who it's not for, what the price is, when it's launching, da 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 da, da you know, all of that stuff. And those serve a great purpose to educate your audience on what it is you are offering. The problem with those pre-made story slides is your personality and your passion doesn't come through. So when people are just clicking through, click, 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 tap, 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 they're doing so because they aren't really connecting with you and your offer. They need to hear you talk about what it is you do or what it is you are offering in order to build that no like trust remember factor. 
when you show up with your intensity, with your uniqueness, with your passion, people can feel that. They can sense that. They get excited. They see how confident you are in your offer and how excited you are about it. And that generally makes them more excited or more enticed. It's more appealing to them and they're more interested. And so If you are going to use some pre-made story slides that go over the basics of what's included and here's what my offer is, great. But at the end of that sequence, I highly recommend hopping on, talking face to camera, and telling your audience a little bit more about your offer, what it is you're trying to pitch. So they can really hear from you and see your excitement, your passion, your enthusiasm. This is so, so important. Now, I also want you to be yourself. And I'm going to talk about authenticity in a moment. That's in section two of this episode. But it's so important to be yourself, whether that's weird, awkward, funny, bold, serious. Be who you are. Don't show up and try to be someone you're not. So I am saying show up with confidence, but don't show up and be fake. Be who you are in real life. Because you are going to attract the people who like that, who are drawn to that. And the worst thing is when you show up as someone you're not and then people buy it from you, they join you and then they realize they were scammed, that you are a completely different person in sales mode than you are in serving mode when they're actually working with you and they kind of feel like they were gypped, like they were duped and you never want people to feel that way. So show up as your authentic self, but talk face to camera about your offer. You don't have to do this every single day that you're pitching. Um, you know, your cart may be open for 10, 14 days and it's not that you have to get get on stories and talk to the camera every day for 14 days and sell. You do want to be strategic about it, but you don't just want to have pre-made story slides that sell your offer for you. You're going to find that when you actually get on camera, you talk about your offer, you address objections, you ask questions, and then you actually answer them with your voice and on camera, you are going to have a higher conversion rate. And lastly, the fourth secret to selling in stories is don't be afraid to pitch. Just like I just said, I see this so often. Women are too afraid to get on their stories and actually pitch their offer. They don't want to come off as salesy. They don't want their story views to go down. And the reality is that when you are in a launch, when you are pitching an offer and maybe your cart is open for a week and you're being more intentional about pitching, you will see story views go down. That's inevitable, but you just have to understand that that's part of the process. It's the season that you are in and the people who are still watching are the ones who are interested. So you show up for them. Sure, some people aren't going to be interested. Maybe they've bought already from you. Maybe they're just not interested or ready at this time, but there are people who are sticking around. So you have to show up for them but you have to show up and pitch. Now, there is obviously strategy involved with this, which we can get into in another another episode or in one of my courses, but your story viewers, the people who are sticking around, they are your lifers. They are your ride or dyers. They're the ones who've been watching you, so they know, like, trust, and remember you. And so when you pitch to them, it's going to come off as more authentic and more organic and more natural. They're the ones who are most likely to buy from you because, again, they feel like they know, like, trust, and remember you. So show up and pitch your offer with enthusiasm, with confidence. 
the worst thing you can do is get on your stories and lack confidence to show me like I don't know if anyone's gonna be you know interested in this but I wanted to share it with you nobody is going to want to buy from you if you show up like that you have to show up and say ladies this is the best thing since sliced bread I am so excited to share this with you it is going to rock your world you have to believe in your offer and I think most buyers also need you to breathe that belief into them that this will work for them, that they can be successful, whatever it is you are selling. So if you lack the confidence, they are going to sense that and see it and hear it and they're not going to be confident in you, your offer or their abilities to get results and then they're not going to make the purchase. They're not going to make that leap and invest in you and, and themselves. So you have to show up excited about what it is you are pitching and confident in yourself, in your offer, and in the results that it will deliver. So to recap this first section, the four secrets for selling in stories, number one is Always include captions, subtitles, headlines, something so that you're not just a bobbling head and that people who are watching without sound will actually hear your message. Second is serve. Show up and provide value. The more value you can provide, the more trust and credibility you will earn and that will result in more sales. Number three, talk to the camera, especially when you are pitching your offer and explaining your offer. And then lastly, pitch with enthusiasm and confidence. Now let's move into section two of this episode. Just general tips for stories. Number one, be authentic. I cannot stress this enough. If you are somebody who swears, then swear in your stories. You don't have to be PG. And I think this is such a taboo subject. People think, oh, I have to be so professional. I have to show up and have this facade. But that's actually hurting you because people aren't getting to know the real you. So if you are somebody who is very buttoned up and very conservative, then show up in your stories that way. If you are somebody who is more loose, likes to swear, likes to have fun, shows up without a bra on, then be that person. You are going to attract the right people to you. The worst thing is when you show up as someone you're not and then you attract people who really aren't your people and then you're stuck working with them and you're like, oh, this is terrible. I have done this. I made this mistake in the past. I showed up as someone I wasn't. So I attracted all the wrong people and then they drove me crazy. (laughs) So I made a switch and decided this is who I am. This is who I'm going to show up as. If you don't like it, you can unfollow me. You don't have to buy from me. But it was like I opened a door and my people were standing there and they started to join me and buy from me and hire me. And now I get to work with the people who are truly aligned with who I am as a person and it's so much more fun and enjoyable to work with people who get you do not show up as someone you're not and it's really hard to do this right with a comparison game on social media you look at somebody else and you say well they're being successful so I'm just going to act just like them I'm going to do everything they're doing well that might work for them but it's not going to work from for you and that's a surefire way to run your business into the ground 
because people can sense that you're not being yourself. People can sense that that's not really you. And then if they do join you, you're going to be really unhappy. They're going to drain the life out of you and showing up to your business is not going to be fun. If you are somebody who likes to show up and dance in your stories, then by all means, show up and dance in your stories. But if you're not somebody who likes to show up and dance in their stories, then don't do it. You might see everybody else. I see this a lot in the health and fitness um, industry with health and fitness coaches. And they tag me all the time. I get a lot of people daily that will challenge me to like dance offs in stories. And I always ignore them because I'm like, that's not my style. That's for you. It's not for me. I don't want to show up and do that. But if it is for you, then do it. So be true to yourself. Don't do something just because you see everyone else is doing it. It's like you don't have to jump on the bandwagon because you see most people jumping on the bandwagon. You can say, nah, that's not my style. I'm going to stay true to me. And you are going to find more success when you are actually true to yourself and authentic. A great way to audit this is to ask a really close friend, somebody who knows you well, whether it's a friend or a sister or even a spouse, somebody who knows you really well. Ask them, am I being true to myself? You know me in real life. Am I showing up on social media as I am in real life? Or am I showing up as somebody completely different? Would you know the girl you see on social media? Or would you say, I have no idea who that is? Now, one time I asked a client to do this and she started crying while we were on the call before she even asked her sister. And she said, I don't even need to ask her. I know she would say, no, I am so fake. She'd say, who are you? This isn't who you are. So sometimes you don't even have to ask your sister or your friend if you're being authentic. But constantly audit yourself and ask yourself, am I being true to who I am? Next is create you-isms. What can people really remember about you? What is something unique or quirky about you that people will see in real life and then immediately think of you? So for example, I love funfetti anything. Funfetti cake, funfetti cookies, anything that is funfetti. And every single day, people are tagging me in funfetti things that they see. Funfetti cereal in the store, a funfetti mug, a funfetti milkshake, a funfetti ice cream. I'm constantly talking about funfetti in my stories. And so people now associate funfetti with me. Robes. I love talking about how I spend the majority of my day in a robe. I love robes and not sexy robes, not like satin lace robes, like big, cozy, really ugly, unattractive robes. I have this red one where I literally look like Mrs. Claus, but I wear it all the time and I love it. And now people tag me all the time when they are at home wearing their robes. For the longest time, I talked about the late night hustle. I usually, I'm a night owl, so I stay up late. That's when I do my work because the world is quiet. Nobody is messaging me or bothering me. My kids are asleep. My husband's asleep. So I like to stay up late and that's when I do a lot of my work. And now I have tons of female entrepreneurs who also tag me when they're up late at night doing the late night hustle. So what aspects of your personality or your life or the things that you like can you share 
and share often so that people, when they see these things in real life, they associate them with you. They remember you and they want to tag you and say, hey, look, we have something in common or hey, look, I found this or I saw this and it reminded me of you. With that being said, I've shared before, my personal role is 70% business, 30% personal content. That's the ratio that I like to follow. Now, this wasn't always the case. In the early years of my business, it was 70% personal content, 30% business. I shared a lot more about my life. I always felt this stress to be on stories, to share every single moment of my day and my kids, and it really burnt me out. And I wasn't sharing as much about the business. I wasn't sharing much value. I wasn't doing mini trainings. I was kind of talking about the business or giving some tips here and there. And so then I made a switch and I said, okay, I'm not going to share every moment of my life. If a day goes by and I don't share something in my stories, I'm not going to stress over it. If I only share one story that day, that's fine. I'm not going to stress over it. But when I do show up, I'm going to make sure that I am showing up with intention and I'm really showing up to provide value to my audience, to give them a tip, to give them a mini training, or to share one of my you-isms, to really create that remember factor with my audience. So I I really encourage you to adopt this 70% business, 30% personal content strategy. It will take a lot of stress off of you. You do not have to be in your stories all day long. You do not have to document every single moment, every single meal, every single thing you're doing with your kids. It will relieve a lot of stress and you can show up more intentionally. And as I said, repurpose your content. So now when I show up to do mini stories and trainings, I'm just taking what I've posted on my feed and just talking through it in a story. And lastly, as my general tip for stories, talk to one person in your stories. Oftentimes we get on our stories and we say, hey everyone, we pretend like we're talking to this huge audience, we're pretending like we are talking to a stadium full of people. And that doesn't really build trust. And it feels like we're talking to the masses. Instead, you want to pretend like you're talking to one person, your ideal client. So I've talked about creating your ideal client avatar in previous episodes, but you should have a very clear picture of who your ideal client is. And when you show up, you should envision only talking to her. That is how your message will resonate with all of your ideal clients who are actually watching. They'll feel like you are talking to them. And so I also recommend avoid saying, hey, everyone, and instead getting on and saying, hey, you, it makes people feel like you're really just talking to them and that your message is for them instead of anyone and everyone who may be watching. But you will find that people will really respond better to you when you are narrowed in on your niche and on your ideal client and you're speaking to her and not pretending like you're speaking to everyone and their, and their mother. This is particularly helpful for those of you who have anxiety or fear of talking to the camera. So many women tell me that they know they need to show up and talk to the camera, but they are terrified of doing so. Well, that's probably because you are envisioning all of these people watching and you're thinking, oh, my neighbor's watching, my mom's watching, my brother's watching, what are they going to think? You're so worried about what people are going to say or how they're going to judge you. 
So instead, ignore all the people who might be watching you and only focus on that one person, your ideal client. And you should have given her a name. So my original ideal client avatar, I like to use her for all of my examples, is Taylor. I named her Taylor. I found a picture of someone on Google and I printed it out. And every time I would create a post, do a video, do stories, I would look at that picture that I had printed out of Taylor and just imagine that I was talking to her. And she was a previous version of myself. She had the struggles that I had years prior. She had the same background and history. So I would just show up and it was very much like talking to a previous version of me or a good friend who was very similar to me. And that helped so much to get over the fear of who may be watching, what might they be thinking or saying. And instead, it really helped me to narrow in on my messaging to be clear and to serve my ideal client, Taylor's problems, so that she would be more likely to say, wow, you really spoke to me today. You're in my head. That's exactly what I needed to hear. How do I pay? How do I join? How do I buy? I'm ready to do this with you. So let's recap these quick general tips for this section. Number one, be authentic. Don't try to be fake. Don't try to be like other people you see online that are successful. Be you, whatever that is. Number two, create you-isms. What are unique things to you that people will remember and associate with you? Number three, provide 70% business, 30% personal content in your stories. And then lastly, Talk to one person, your ideal client avatar, every time you show up in stories. Before we move on to the final section, I want to interrupt this broadcast to share that this episode is brought to you by the Social Sales Content Bundle, my course that is designed to help you sell effortlessly through content alone. Most industry professionals will tell you that you have to be in the DMs, you have to be building relationships in the DMs, you have to be reaching out to X number of people a day in order to build relationships and make sales on social. And I go against the grain. I have built two wildly successful businesses through my content alone without having to invite, reach out, or DM people. And I've packaged it all into the social sales content bundle. Caption formulas, headlines, calls to action, video trainings on how to nail your niche, create your content pillars, sell online, reels, prompts, and songs pairings, Canva templates, and so much more. These are not plug and play. I am not a fan of done-for-you content because one, that never resonates with anyone because it's not your personal style or your voice. And two, I'm all about teaching you how to be a better writer, how to create content that converts. Once you master that skill, you can apply that to any business or to any offer. So I teach you how to actually write high converting content, how to create stories and reels that convert. And I do give you lots of great hooks and calls to action and formulas to follow where you plug in your own content, but they are not done for you pre-written because I don't believe that those work. So if you are interested in snagging the social sales content bundle and selling effortlessly through your content alone, saying goodbye to X number of invites or reach outs a day, saying goodbye to conversations in the DMs, click the link in the show notes and snag it now. And for the third and final section of this episode, I am going to share with you a story sequence for selling. 
So the first part of the story sequence is to start with a question that introduces the theme of your story to set your audience up. So you want to ask a question to get them engaged. So for example, you might say, who else loves coffee in the morning? And then you have a poll where it's me or nah. And maybe you are then going to go into story sequence on something you offer that promotes energy. Or maybe you say, who else has started their Christmas shopping? And this could work at any time of the year. It could be April or July. And then the poll options could be finished it or last minute shopper. And perhaps you are then going into a pitch about your business opportunity and how they could join you and your team. Maybe this is especially relevant to those of you in network marketing. They could join your team, join your business, and earn money to pay for their Christmas gifts. If you are in a shampoo business or a beauty business, you could have a question box instead of a poll, and your opening story could be, how often do you wash your hair? And then you would have your audience tell you, so that you could then go into your pitch about the shampoo that you sell. So the first part of your story is a question to introduce your audience to the theme of your story, to get them thinking, to get them engaged. The second part of that is interaction. So on that first story slide, you want to have a poll or a question box or a slider, some way for them to engage, some way for them to get thinking and then respond so they are now part of the conversation and more interested in what you are about to say. The third part of the sequence is providing value. So you don't just want to go from how often do you wash your hair to, oh, do you want to buy my shampoo? You want to provide some value in the middle. So this is the perfect opportunity for you to do a little mini training or provide some tips, some tricks, some hacks. So you are establishing yourself as a credible authority. You are offering value to your audience. You are building trust. You are gaining their respect. And they are now seeing you as somebody who knows their shit. Then you pitch your offer. So part four of the story sequence is pitch your offer. So after you provide the value, that is an easy way to then say, and actually I have the perfect thing for you. This is also a great place for you to call out your ideal client's pain points. If you didn't call out those pain points in the mini training or the tips and tricks that you shared, you could then call them out now and say, if you struggle with this X, Y, and Z, I have the thing for you. This is what I refer to as the problem solution formula. If you haven't done this yet, a great activity is to sit down, to take out a piece of paper and to fold it in half like a hot dog. Or you can do this in a digital document, create a T-chart. And on one side of the chart, you want to list out all of your ideal client's problems. And then directly next to it in the other column, you want to list the exact solutions you provide. And when you go into your stories to sell at any point, you should always refer back to that chart and you should pick one of their problems, one problem to focus on in that story sequence. So you're starting out with a question. They're engaging. They're interacting somehow. You're providing some sort of little training, tips, tricks. 
And then you're pointing out their problem and saying, this is your problem. Guess what? I have the solution. I have the thing you need. And that brings us into the fifth part of the story selling sequence, which is ending with a clear call to action. So you pitched your offer. You said, this is what I have. Now you have to tell them exactly what you want them to do. Remember that your audience will only do what you tell them to do. So you can't just leave it open-ended and expect them to know that they should swipe up or go to the link in your bio or DM you. You have to tell them. And you want it to be very clear. Remember that a confused audience takes no action. So explicitly say, if you are interested, DM me, click the link in my bio, swipe up, send me an email, whatever your call to action is for them to take action. Whether it's scheduling a one-on-one call with you, a discovery call, checking out your sales page, filling out a form to get more information, chatting with you in the DMs to see if this is a good fit for you. But you want to pitch your offer and ask for the sale or tell your audience what you want them to do next in order to be qualified or take advantage of your offer, whatever it is that you are pitching. So that is the story sequence that I use when selling. I start, number one, with a question that introduces the theme of my story that gets my audience thinking. I include some sort of way for them to interact. Polls, the question box, quiz, slider bar, any of those story features. Number three, provide value. Then number four, pitch the offer. Utilize the problem solution formula. And then Finally, number five, end with a clear call to action. So that is the five-part story selling sequence that I utilize whenever I am selling in my stories. So there you have it. The three sections we covered were first, the four secrets to selling in stories, and then the general tips for stories, and then finally, my five-part story sequence for selling in stories. A lot on stories and selling, but stories, as I said, are where your writer dyers are, your lifers, the ones who are most likely going to buy from you. So don't be shy. Be your authentic self. Be weird. Be quirky. Be serious. Be whatever you are. Show up as you. Provide hella value. Pitch and sell. Don't be afraid. Those people are watching you for a reason, and you have to be confident in what it is you offer. You have a moral obligation to share the solution that people are seeking. If you have something that will help someone else, it is very selfish of you to say, oh, I don't want to come off as salesy. I don't want people to think I'm selling to them. So I'm just going to keep this private. You have to change your mindset around selling and say, I have an obligation to share this offer with others because I know that it will benefit them in some way. Develop that confidence and show up in your stories with that confidence when you are providing value and pitching and you will see your conversions rise. That is all I have for you. I hope that you will get out there. You will make some sales in your stories. You will follow these tips and this selling sequence. I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast so you are notified when the next episode drops. Please take a screenshot and tag me at Ashley underscore Lachlan. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if it helped you, let me know if you have any requests for future episodes. I am here and willing to help you. And I want you to get out there and make those money moves. Mm